Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Jesse DePlantis. Thank you for tuning in to the broadcast today. I'm excited because I'm preaching the theme that God gave me for 2021. It's entitled, What Shall I Do For Thee? I was reading 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 2, where Elisha asked that widow woman, What shall I do for thee? And that went off of me like a shotgun. And God says, Tell everybody, what do they want me to do for them? Spiritual, physical, financial. And I'm doing it all year long. I'm, to all my partners out there, I'm writing 12 letters on that. So call a friend, tell them to turn the television on because I'm preaching just a little bit of it this week and you'll be blessed. Entitled, What Shall I Do For Thee? Get ready to get blessed because this is a revelation for you. Second Kings chapter 4. Verse 1, now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha, saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead. That was Obadiah. That was the prophet that had died. And thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord, and the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to be bondsmen. Now being around Elisha, he didn't know how to stay out of debt. See, you can be around all great ministries and be in debt of your eyeballs. Now, some people say, well, if you pay your notes every month, you're not in debt till Yes, you are. Yes, you are. You paid it that day, but you know what? It's called compound. You ever heard of compound interest? Compound debt. That's what happens in credit cards. Compound debt. They call it interest. What it is is adding to your debt. You see what I'm saying? So... Obadiah didn't learn that. Now, Elisha was a powerful man of God, but he missed it on his servant Gehazi. Not at the beginning, but Gehazi began to change. Watch this. And Elisha didn't get it till at the end because he took him with him. Those things can happen no matter who they are or who you are. You see, that's why you need to go to uh, St. John, or uh, not St. John, First uh, John chapter 4, and try ye the spirits, whether it be of God or of the flesh. Whether you're prophesying, talking, or if you hear a voice, what is that voice? And you'll hit it every time. You won't miss, you'll hit it every time. Because you see, there's some things Satan can't do. But God said, I can do all things. So you can do things he can't do. Yes, Lord. All right. You are actually more powerful than the devil when you was a sinner. You shut the devil down as a sinner. Well, what do you mean? How many times before you was born again, you might have got drunk and you running around with women or vice versa, whatever, doing dope, whatever you want to do. And you, man, you, and they knew it every night. Boom, boom. All of a sudden, man, they, they said, get out there and let's do it. And you go, no, I ain't doing that. I'm too tired. I'm going home. I'm just going to go to bed. You shut the devil down when you was a sinner. He's trying to get you to sin some more. You go, I ain't sending today. That's how powerful you are in the flesh. How much more are you in the spirit? But if your spirit's dead, you got nothing. Oh, you understand that? So if you can shut the, down, shut the devil down as a sinner, don't you think you can shut him down as a Christian? Okay. Verse 2. This is where the Lord gave it to me. And Elisha said unto her, What shall I do for thee? I'm going to stop right there. 
That's what hit me. When I read that, all of a sudden, I'm facing God, and he says, Jesse, what shall I do for thee? I started telling him how much he's done. He didn't ask me that. He asked me, what shall I do for thee? I said, Lord, I just want to thank you for all you. I didn't ask you that. I know what I've done for you. What shall I do for you? God is a present God and a future God. We always dealing with the past. I so thank you, Lord, for blessing me, you know. And Whoa, great, good, hallelujah, amen. Now, what shall I do for thee? I have a daughter named Jody. Jody is just a, well, she's my, she's my legacy. She's everything. Jody, and she gave me Meredith, which is a, a granddaughter. But I'm always telling Jody, that, Jody, what do you want? Jody, what do you want? Dad, dad, you do so much with it. You've done it all the I know what I did. You ain't got to remind me of what I know what I've done. Jody, what do you want? What, what can I do for you? Oh, Dad, you, you don't need to tell me any of that. What shall I do for you? I keep telling her that. Oh, Dad, oh, Dad. I, mean, I said, what are you all dad me for? Watch this. Tell me to do something. When are you going to tell God what to do and not feel bad about it? Oh, this is going to be good. I think I'm going to buy this tape myself. All right. He said, what shall I do for thee? Then he asked him, what do you have in your house? Because God can't do nothing for you without a seed. A word is a seed. All seed has great value. Very, all seed is very valuable. So the reason why sometimes it doesn't work, it's in the wrong soil. But the seed has that power to just multiply. What shall I do for thee? I want to start right. I want you to stop right there. Now, I'm not going to deal with the rest of the oil and all that kind of stuff. It's just, and I want you to think, what do you want God to do in every area? One time, Elisha said, oh, God, a double portion of your anointing. But did Elijah say, yeah, it's a hard thing, Elisha. Why? That's discipline. That's dedication. That's commitment, which you're asking for. You see what I'm saying? One time, and I'm all right on this, I'm doing 12 letters on this theme for 2021. If you're a partner, and if you're not a partner, you need to become a partner in this mission. It's not about the money. You need to get the letters. Because I could actually do a book on it. And I'm going to different scenes where Jesus says, what shall I do for you? What? And it don't make no difference how impossible it is. He's just asking you to ask. He's not asking you, like, like he told me that in 1978 right there by the Lafayette Airport. I'm going to give you a jet, 1978. I couldn't even fill up a Toyota. Gas cost 58 cents a gallon in 1978, ladies and gentlemen. I couldn't fill up a Toyota. Got a small gas tank. It blew my mind until he said this. I didn't ask you to pay for it. I ask you to believe for it. See, you think you got to pay for it. That's not your job. If you believe for it, you more than pay for it. It just becomes natural. It's, it's, so, it's so easy that you don't even think twice about it. One of the girls that works for me in my evangelism is Gina. Well, Gina, lift your hand up, Gina. Gina and Bobby over there. Now, why is it? Gina says, you, you just, I like Gina. She goes, wow. They got that little twang. Wow. You know, boss, you just make it so, you make it sound so simple, so easy. It is. 
It's called childlike. It's not called childish. Childlike. You see. Okay. Write this down. Here's your first point. Your blessing is limited by your capacity to receive. What shall I do for thee? Oh, he just, he couldn't give me a million dollars. Yeah, he could. He couldn't give me a bit. Yeah, he can. He couldn't give me a trillion. Yes, he can. Your blessing is limited by your capacity to receive. What's limiting it? You need to unlearn some things. You need to unlearn some religiosity that's been told you all your life. You need to unlearn some things doctors have told you concerning your body. Because medicine is not a science. It's a shot in the dark. They're practicing. Figure that out. And you are the guinea pig. I love doctors. I believe in doctors. Don't misunderstand me. Your, your blessing is limited by your capacity to receive. So with all this stuff going on in our nation, I could care less. Not that I don't love my nation. I love my nation. I would die for this nation. I, I believe in the Pledge of Allegiance. I do. Strongly. But I know that they're not guiding me. How do you know that? How be it when the spirit of truth has come? Has he come? What's his name? The comforter. Why are you mad at me? Because I'm in comfort. I'm just doing what he says. How be it when the spirit of truth has come? He guides you in how much truth? How much truth? How much? All. Your blessing is limited by your capacity to receive. So don't get mad at me if my blessing is overflowing. Why? Because I got rid of my capacity to receive by unlearning religiosity. Now when God says, what shall I do for thee? Whoa, Jesus. And the time factor ain't got anything to do with it neither. I don't care how long it takes. Now, who don't want it yesterday? Well, we the ones came up with fast food. America came up with that. Watch this. Write this point down. Your blessings are often tied to what you want and what you're willing to declare. Your blessings are often tied to what you want, not need. I never ask God for need. I never will because he'll supply. How many need? How many need? How many need? What are you spending your spiritual energy on need when he said he'll supply all your need according to his riches and glory? When are we going to believe what this book says instead of some theologian, somebody's experience and all that craziness? Your blessings are often tied to what you want and what you're willing to declare. What are you willing to declare? Let me tell you what I'm willing to declare. Isaiah 119. If you be willing... And obedient. You eat the good of the land. You can't eat nothing if you're not willing, if you're not obedient. See, your blessings are often tied to what you want, not need. Forget that. Get away from that crazy need stuff. I'm dealing with your desire, I'm dealing with what you want. I don't want to give my daughter what she needs. Your husband don't want to give you what you need. That's a washing machine. That's a vacuum cleaner. And that's good stuff. But you want something you can wear. It'd be kind of hard to wear that washing machine. 
You might want a piece of jewelry or a Louis Vuitton purse or a little higher Chanel or Givenchy or Gucci or Escada. That's not tongues. That's real stuff. So I have lost all capacity to not receive. There's a vast difference between receiving and taking. I don't take nothing. I receive things. Taking has kind of an aura to it like, you owe me this. So I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it. But when you receive, ooh. But you got to get rid of that limited capacity. And then you have to say, Lord, this is what I want. He's saying it like the song. Tell me something good. Mm-mm. Tell me, tell me. Well, I'm going to tell him something good. You see, if you be, I said, when I, if you be willing and obedient. Okay, let me just get on something natural, what the church would call flesh greed when it's not. It's called money. How many of y'all want some money? Don't lie. Lift your hand up. You need some. Come on. Sure, you live in an economic world. Why is that a problem? Now, God didn't tell you to fall in love with it, did he? He didn't tell you that it was your source. He didn't tell you that it was your security. But he put you in an economic world. So money, not a bad thing. Because the clothes you wear, you either stole it or you paid for it. Right? Right? And they want you to have your clothes so much, they put it on sale. So you don't have to use as much of your money. They're actually doing you a favor. I thought when the malls closed because of the COVID, I would save money, but Kathy found another way. It's called online shopping. Did you know that Dillard's and Nordstrom's lives at my house? She just orders this, orders that, get all kinds of stuff. And if I want some, she don't go to get it. She just texts like she's doing right now. She should be listening instead of texting. But anyway, <laughs> you get something you want. That's all right. I understand. <laughs> That's all right. Talk to the hand. Talk to the hand. Okay. Watch this. Your blessings are often tied to what you want and what you're willing to declare. What are you willing to declare? And never take it back because of pressure. Yeah. Write this down. I don't know limits you in life. I don't know limits you in life and causes you to live in lack. When you don't know, it will cause you to live in lack. I don't know. Put quotations on that statement. Limits you in life and causes you to live in lack. Let me finish it. Not knowing will cause a delay in your blessing. It will cause a delay in your blessing. You see what I'm saying? When you don't know. If you don't know the woman you're going to marry, ain't no, you're liable to marry a cow. I've had some people say, you know, I mean, Lord, send me someone. Man, get specific. You don't want somebody like this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, put some, put, put a, 
Look, pretty is a good word. And beauty is only skin deep. So what you may think is ugly, someone may think is beautiful. You see what I'm saying? Let me say it again. I don't know. Limits you in life and causes you to live in lack. Not knowing will cause a delay in your blessings. You want a scripture? 2 Timothy 1 verse 12. Put that up on S. 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 12. Put it up on the screen. Because I can quote it for I know, but I, I want you to see it. I want you to believe it because God says, see, I, if I quote it, I'm saying it. If God, if you read it, God, Second uh, Timothy, you know, keep going, go to the next verse. Okay, they, they, for, yeah, they, right there. For I know whom I have believed. Now, don't look at me, look at the screen. Believed, D, past tense. For I know, not believing, I'm, not, I'm trying to, I know whom I have believed, past tense, and am persuaded. Now you went another level that he is able to keep that which I keep going, go to the next one, have committed unto him against that day. What have I committed? What shall I do for thee? For I know in whom I have believed and I'm persuaded. So you can't change my mind. I know. I'm not believing. I know. So when something tries to attach itself to my body, I go, whoa, stop. I know that this body is a temple of the Holy Ghost. Or if something tries to depress me in my mind, oh, that's not my thoughts, for I know I have committed my spirit, my soul, and my body. You are an outlaw spirit trespassing on something. Read the sign, no trespassing. You see what I'm saying? Let me say that, that, that point again. I, I, I don't know limits you in life and cause you to live in lack. Ladies and gentlemen, this message should be sinking inside your heart so you can get it. Do you know what you want God to do for you? Now, think about that for a minute. That's, that's a phenomenal statement. It's a question. What do you want God to do for you? I want you to pray about it because he wants you to know to ask and to ask big. Now, I mean, God's a big God. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 12 says, For I know in whom I have believed, and I am persuaded that he's able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. What have you committed to God? Spiritually, physically, financially. What are you asking him about? That's what I'm talking about. What shall I do for thee? See, when you read this Bible, ladies and gentlemen, even though men, God moved upon to read this Bible, you see, like, like 3 John, uh, the Apostle John's writing to Gaius. He said, to my beloved friend Gaius. But in God's mind, he's writing to you. So when you read the Old Testament, you might hear Elisha say, uh, what shall I do for you to the, to the widow woman? But God is saying, hey, you that are reading this, what can I do for you? You can't ask God unless you know you can talk to him. That's what I'm talking about. You've got to talk to God. And, then, and I'll tell you what, you will not exhaust his possibilities. Oh, Lord. I mean, in, there's no such thing as impossibility in God. You know, you got to learn to talk to God. I wrote a book, and, and let me just say, I wrote this many, many years ago. It was in hardcover. Now it's it, it's in paperback. I would, you know, I was raised a Catholic boy, okay, and they never let us talk to God. You talk to the priest. Well, after I got born again and everything, now my mother and father got born again and saved, but mom and let me go to the Catholic church. You know, I said I didn't want to go to the other churches. Well, anyway, when I when I got born again, I wrote this book. I said I want a God I can talk to. 
Hello, Jesus. Hi, Jesse. You need to get this. This will help you, my Lord. It is a blessing. I've had so many thousands of people have already gotten it, thousands upon thousands over the years. And they say, man, I want a God I can talk to, too. It'll help. If you want to get it, go to JDM.org for all the ordering information and you will be blessed. Father, I thank you for the viewers that are watching today, Lord, that they will ask you spiritually, physically, financially, what you will do for them. What can you do for them? Lord, I decree and declare it today in Jesus' mighty name. Bible said if two of us agree, you notice I'm kind of excited about this because I know God is saying, ask me. Tell them to ask me. All I want to do is be a blessing to my children. Whoo, Lord, I'm starting to preach here. I can't help myself. Stay right there. I want to show you a few things that are happening around Jesse Duplantis Ministries. I'll be back in just a moment to speak another word to you. We're doing great things around here for the Lord Jesus. Watch this. Be blessed. What shall I do for thee? God wants to do something for you. Ask. Ask big. Put your faith towards something and believe. Do that and watch God do something impossible, something unbelievable, just for you. Don't limit God. He is more than enough and always gives an overflowing measure. Nothing is impossible with God. So what do you want God to do for you? Start now and believe big in 2021. That. That's the words of Jesus. See, Justin Plans Ministries has one driving passion. One thing we ask in Jesus' name to be empowered and equipped above and beyond to effectively share God's message of salvation with the entire world. We want everyone to have an opportunity to know the real Jesus, approachable, personable, compassionate, and full of joy. That's the truth that we put on full display and invite countless others to know for themselves. We know he'll do everything and more. Why? Because we believe it, leading us to do the impossible for his glory. God called me to go. He said, go ye and I go. And sent people to link up in faith with the vision. That's you sending me to do the work. We are running further and faster than ever, infused with supernatural energy, shining the light of the gospel, seizing every divine opportunity. We're advancing and cutting through barriers to reach people right where they are. Expectation gets great results. Ask God for something unbelievable, something impossible. And you know what God will do? He'll walk off that throne and go get that thing for you.
I love this theme. What shall I do for thee? And partners, I'm telling you, you're going to get blessed. We've asked God to double everything this ministry does for the kingdom. And he's been moving greatly. And I want to tell you, I'm believing God for all my partners to double spiritually, physically, and financially, every area. Let me tell you, everything you send, 100% of it goes into world evangelism. We've been debt-free so long that we don't even know what the definition of debt is anymore. Got debt-free 1982. Isn't that a blessing in Jesus? How do we do it? By giving and by receiving. It just works that way. Partners, we could not do this without you. Your faithful financial support has been so phenomenal over all these years. We've been preaching 45 years, been in full-time ministry 43 years, and we've never had a financial deficit. Why is that? You, me, God. God blessing, you, you obeying, I'm obeying, and we're getting things done. So partners, I want to pray for you. Father, the hundredfold. I know some 30, some 60, but these partners deserve a hundredfold, Lord, because they do so well. Thank you, Lord, for giving them seed to sow into this ministry. And thank you for the hundredfold return in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. That's a simple prayer, but it's got great power. Now, what do you want God to do for you, partner? Because you got Jesse DePlantis and Kathy Blant believing with you. We, if two of us agree, well, bless God, we're two. And we'll get it done. Praise God for you. Also, for your March partnership, you can get my message, God has a hard time saying no. I like that. I love that title. God has a hard time saying no. Look, it's time to understand the vastness of God Almighty. In this message, you gain revelation that will bring you higher in every area. How do I get it, Brother Jesse? Go to jdm.org for all the ordering information. I love that sermon. God has a hard time saying no. I have a hard time saying no to my daughter. I have a hard time saying no to my granddaughter. In fact, I've never told my daughter no. And she's 49 years old. I've never told my granddaughter no. She's, she's a tween. She's 13. <laughs> Why? I just, I, I don't like that. I'm not good at it. And neither is God. When you understand his vastness, what shall I do for thee? Oh, my God. This is your year. This is your year. I can't get excited. I, I can't get excited enough. I want to run around this desk. Glory to God. What a blessing. Thank you for joining me today. And partners, once again, thank you for supporting this ministry. Don't miss next week, part two coming. What shall I do for thee? It will bless you. And when you watch, get a pencil and a pad, take some notes, go back during the week and all that kind of stuff and review those notes and you'll be blessed. Jesse DePlanet saying, I love you. I really do. See you next week. Bye-bye. Jesse Duplantis Ministries is reaching people and changing lives one soul at a time more than ever before online. JDM is continuing to provide new faith-based content meant to strengthen your relationship with God. You can find weekly messages from Jesse and Kathy on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and more. So like us on social media, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and stay connected to all the exciting things happening at Jesse Duplantis Ministries. Persistency in asking never fails to open the floodgates of God's power to you. Now, I'm going to give you another point. I want you to write this down. It's very, very important. See, this is the theme. I'm setting this thing. Are you thinking about what shall I do for thee? Are you putting it in your mind, spirit, phys physically and financially? Don't let fear of choosing make you choose nothing.